Hi, what's up, queers? What is up? It is I and Liv, and we are the Backyardigans. Castaways. <laughs> we are castaways. Ahoy there. When you're like, we are, my brain immediately went to your best friends, the backyard again. Oh my god! See, every time I think about a like children's theme song, I always think about the Little Einsteins theme song. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. We're going We're on a trip in our favorite rocket ship, zooming through the skies. Little Einsteins. Yes, I could um, sing that song all day. I have a trap remix of the Stop. Little Einstein song. Wait, I know what song you're talking about. They played it at my freshman year orientation in college. That's incredible. That is absolutely iconic. Thank you for doing that, whoever made that decision. That's fucking awesome. That was so um, funny. So we're not here today to talk about children's shows, though I would love to, because uh, obviously I got to get live on the Bluey train. I've never seen Bluey. I know. Airport. I'm not going to the airport. The only reason I know that is because it's TikTok. a TikTok sound. Mm-hmm. Airport. I fucking love Bluey. And if you if you just want to see a really good kid show that somehow is perfect for adults, watch Bluey. The episodes are only six minutes. Like literally you need to take a break. You need to take a shit. Listen to it. Watch an episode of Bluey while you take shit. Maybe like, I'll honestly. do that while I'm showering tonight. Oh my God. Do it. Where can I find Bluey? Is it, it on Netflix? Um, you can find it on YouTube. You can find oh. a lot of Bluey episodes on YouTube. Okay. And I think it is on a couple of streaming platforms. But that isn't what we're here to talk about. Today we are here to talk about fat phobia in the queer community. Yes. This is part one of our many parts to our phobias series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you can call it a series, but the multiple topics that we want to talk about but the biggest one that's really stuck with um i and i is is fat phobia it's the most prevalent i feel like i have a lot of experience with fat phobia in general Mm -hmm. um and i feel like you can provide not only a lot of fat phobic like statistics and just like insight but also like into the queer community because you've been out longer than me yeah and honestly i am a person who lives in a bigger body i know that i post photos on social media that i like because they're flattering and probably make me look smaller than i am but i'm also kind of a weird size as well because for a lot of people i'm not considered plus size i'm more like a mid-sized but for how I feel about my body, I do classify myself as fat, which is not a bad word. Um, yeah, let's get that out of the way. Fat is not a negative term. It is no. a descriptor. It's the same thing mm-hmm. as skinny. Skinny is yeah. not positive. Is it a descriptor? Exactly. And you should be. You should feel comfortable reclaiming that about yourself. Um, so recently in the media, there's been a lot of things being talked about, specifically with Sam Smith. Um, they wore an outfit during a performance that was almost identical to outfits that Harry Styles has worn while performing. But people called Sam Smith, um, and I do do just want to share, they do use they, them pronouns, Mm -hmm. and they are non-binary, so please respect their pronouns, um, that, you know, they were disgusting and ugly and all of these horrendous adjectives that should not at all be associated because I think they looked hot. And if you can accept 
Harry Styles yep. in his, you know, fit body wearing a sequin jumpsuit, a low-cut sequin jumpsuit, then you should be able to accept Sam Smith mm-hmm. wearing the exact same thing in a larger body. This is this was the be- most beautiful thing for us to start this episode on because mm-hmm. this is exactly what I spoke about a few episodes ago in my mental health check-in episode where I recorded alone. Yeah. And I don't entirely remember what I said, but I remember bringing this up. It is so fat phobic Mm -hmm. and it's so horrendous for two paralleled people who produce the same type of music are in the same genre are the same the only thing that's different between them is because sam smith uses they them pronouns and is a part of the queer community and harry styles dances that very fine line that he created for himself to Mm -hmm. stay tasteful but doesn't want to get the homophobic backlash if he came out as queer. Something that also made me think of this was Lizzo. Mm -hmm. When Lizzo was walking one of the red carpets that she was in, she wore this very large black gown that took up space. And everybody, or I don't want to say everybody because I loved it. I loved the fact that she walked on the red carpet and was like, yeah, and. Mm-hmm. But a lot of critics were being very critical of her because they were saying, like, why is a fat woman taking up space? Why right. this goes against the norm that people have set for fat people, which is yeah. you can't take up space. Which you have to find a way to be smaller. Is disgusting to me because the fact of the matter is that the size of your body does not equate to your health, mm-hmm. first of all. Exactly. Um, Lizzo, as a, a great example, is a incredibly healthy she shares very openly her diet online her exercise you know routines and stuff she is a very healthy person who just happens to be in a larger body and I also want to say that there are a lot of different ways to become fat and be in a larger body. It's not because you're unhealthy and you only eat sweets every day. That's that's not the case. For me, for example, I have severe reproductive system issues that affect my endocrine system and affects my insulin absorption and production. And that is just biological. That is not because I don't eat well. That is not because I'm not active. And even if that is the reason that you are in a larger body, that's okay too. But I think there's this misconception that the only way for someone to end up in a larger body is because they don't take care of themselves and they Mm -hmm. overeat. That is a perfect segue because that's exactly what I wrote down here in my notes is it's not somebody waking up and choosing violence against their own body or choosing to quote unquote not take care of themselves because- Exactly like you said, Lizzo's vegan. Lizzo exercises nothing but vegetables, water all day long. Like she's takes beautiful care of herself. Yeah. She just happens to be in a bigger body. Exactly. But exactly like you said, a lot of these people that are in bigger bodies don't do that on purpose. You know, Um, even somebody who was thinner and then grew into a bigger body, like things happen. The only time I have been thin in my life, Mm -hmm. I was struggling with eating disorder I was forcing myself to go to the gym for three to four hours a day. Yeah. And that is the only time in my life I was thin. And let me tell you, the moment I stopped that routine and the moment I started having a better relationship with food, my body grew very quickly. Yeah. And it's not because I was overeating. I was nourishing my body to the extent that it needed, but because my endocrine system doesn't work properly and that is a that is a genetic biological fact people that are that are born with uteruses in my dad's side of the family Mm -hmm. all deal with this yeah and so 
it just is what it is. Yeah. Um. And so while, yeah, you know, I, I think that there are a lot of people that go around and, and villainize fatness. Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing to be ashamed of and it's nothing that anyone should be able to comment on on your body. Exactly. And here, I just kind of wanted to list some of the things that can lead to people gaining weight. Yeah. Other than just naturally being born into a, a bigger body. Absolutely. Um, and these are things that just can be generically found on Google. This is not something that I found on like a specific site. It's like if you typed in what are the most causes for being fat, mm-hmm. it's this is what's listed. Right. Um, so binge eating disorder, um, antidepressants or depression in general, um, addiction or addiction recovery. Uh, we also have ADHD, mm-hmm. stress and anxiety, um, severe work hours or irregular work hours. Yep. On top of that, food insecurity. Yes. Like, exactly. Like not everybody has that privilege. Um, and there are – so I, I – going off of that point, I do want to bring up there are actually locations where you live mm-hmm. actually in our city is a known food desert that has been studied by sociologists who study food insecurity and research food deserts. Mm-hmm. Now, a food desert doesn't necessarily mean that there aren't restaurants, but this is a place where there is nowhere to buy fresh foods yeah so not a supermarket um nothing large enough to be considered a grocery store within uh walking distance or along a public transit route so where live lives specifically like i said it is a highly researched food desert and to get to the nearest grocery store you have to take multiple different modes of transport yep and even if you go to the supermarket that's right across the river that's still quite a distance. From where I live to get into the main part of the city after mm-hmm. crossing one of the bridges, it's at least a three-mile walk. Yeah. And to imagine doing that with groceries and that specific grocery store is not cheap. No, it's not. It's definitely one of the more high-end grocery stores. Yeah. And I don't. I only go there when I'm desperate. And I say desperate because I can't go I, with my privilege and my car, I have the ability to drive to another city to go to a cheaper grocery store. It's Mm -hmm. a 25-minute drive for me. Not everybody has that opportunity. And so let's say they are, they do have the physical ability or the time to go to that more expensive grocery store. They can't afford anything. Exactly. And if they can't afford everything, it's probably not a lot. It's, It's really disgusting because, again, we see a person in a larger body and then we think, oh... They just don't take care of themselves. But before you and I go on this major tangent, completely change what this (laughs) podcast episode is supposed to be about, let's talk about specifically fat phobia. Yes. So four years ago, in the middle of lockdown, there was a um, a ice cream commercial Mm -hmm. for Halo Top, and it was a fat model who was promoting it. I think she was Swedish. Okay. And Jerry, who I was living with at the time, almost had the world's biggest hissy fit he was like this is fucking disgusting why would they use a fat person to promote ice cream like that doesn't make any sense they should use somebody fit like basically what they're saying is that you can be fat not take care of yourself and oh but you can hear you eat my protein ice cream and you're healthy and i remember being like is that how you look at me right because i'm not a model yeah is that how you look at me and like and i remember being like trying to explain the positive the body positive movement that we were experiencing Mm -hmm. in the city that we live in and he was it just went right over his head he was like well i don't understand why we have to be body positive for people who hate themselves and don't take care of themselves and i remember calling him this was the first time in a long time i remember calling him a dumb motherfucker and Mm -hmm. leaving 
And then he was just like, well, I don't understand why you have to attack me like that. I said, listen here, bitch, if you're going to fucking gaslight me, we got other problems. But let's talk about your fat phobia first. So that's that's my experience in a hetero relationship. And I God, I have so many stories about hetero relationships and fat phobia. What have you experienced any fat phobia in queer relationships? Oh, completely. So if you look at all of the famous popular queer people mm-hmm. like if if not and I'm, I'm talking about influencers i'm not necessarily talking about like bigger celebrities like lizzo like yeah. lizzo like sam smith those are not people i'm talking about i'm talking about influencers like Have, remy i'm sorry like remy no i'm i'm talking about queer influencers specifically oh, so gotcha. i'm talking about people like Alyssa butt i'm talking about people like avery cyrus i'm talking even about people like jojo siwa who mm-hmm. are hybrid celebrity influencers these are not necessarily people that i support or anything but are any of them in larger bodies nope none of them are in larger bodies and the people that we promote that we support that we give our likes to that we give our comments to that we give our little ounce of clout Mm -hmm. to they're all in smaller bodies yeah and the queer community has historically been fat phobic so this is something that's been documented it was very documented especially at the advent of grinder in the gay male community i wanted to bring this up oh my gosh yes. beautiful so it specifically was a a tagline wasn't it something like fat femme no fats no femmes no Asians. That's what it was. Yes. That was, that was, people would put that in their bio on Grind and they did not want anybody who did not match this very disgustingly racist, fat phobic, just phobic, femphobic, femphobic, just phobic in general thing. And I, I have a couple of articles that I read from them and from Out Magazine as mm-hmm. well uh, that talked about how this was like, mini epidemic mini demic i love that you and i did the same research on the same articles because that's in my notes as well yeah and it's it's really disgusting to think that that is kind of like where in the community it comes from yeah and when we look at it from relationships of women liking women and also like non-binary people and trans people it's really also fascinating to look at how queer femmes and those who identify as women. Mm-hmm. It's this strangely ingrained idea of pretty privilege, really. Yeah. It's that you want the pretty person. You don't want to have someone who's in a larger body. You don't want to be with someone who has acne. You don't want to be with someone whose hair looks a certain way or whatever it may be. Yeah. And that is absolutely bonkers to me yeah i remember in kind of you brought up trans people and that's exactly what my next topic was that i wanted to bring up was those who are transitioning or currently identify as women how there's that stigma of they have to be the smallest person because women are expected to be the smallest person yeah and so we're seeing that rise in anorexia and body dysmorphia and binge eating disorders and bulimia Mm -hmm. in those who have transitioned and or and or identify as women because they're struggling with that identity of well I'm not the skinny girl but nobody wants to accept me unless I'm the skinny girl right and when we specifically talk about women historically women have been made to take up less space 
I will tell you firsthand, when I was younger and in a smaller body and was dating, I would get matches out the ass. But when I was dating more recently before I met Andy, Mm -hmm. I will tell you right now that the number of matches that I got was significantly less and I am in a larger body. Yep. And I see that even in interpersonal interactions. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. And there's just so much that I'm like, I... One thing that always stood out to me was, especially when I first started getting introduced to like lesbian TikTok Mm -hmm. and like lesbian news and basically everything like that, because, you know, again, baby gay, I don't know everything that's going on in the community. I can only speculate. And I remember seeing a lot of people on TikTok just kind of like complaining about how being when they come out as queer or when they come out in general, Mm -hmm. that there's that negative stigma of like, well, I don't like I want a supermodel. What is it going to look like if I bring home this fat person? And it's like, but if that's who you love, then who the fuck cares? You know, but there's still that like, I have to present not only myself, but my partner Mm -hmm. in this like minded way, which is skinny, pretty, quiet, privileged all of that right so one of the the things that was in the the out article that i read um this is a a direct quote from the article it says as a consequence of gay twink idolatry perpetuated through the early aughts we cultivated an algorithm that refuses to do away with fat phobic beauty standards championing shirtless post soul cycle selfies and homogenous fire island group shots this phenomenon has not only perpetuated negativity, shame, and stigma, it's now in our dating culture. Yep. And that specific sentence stood out to me so much because it really is that it is idolatry. Mm-hmm. It is not even just, oh, this is how we think, this is how we feel. It is straight up I- idolizing and idolatry of tiny, small bodies. And that just that just can't happen. I am no less hot now than I was when I was a size zero. Yeah. No less hot. But also let's just kind of I'm like at a loss of words because there's so many things that I want to talk about. Yeah. But it's like when I first came into the community, mm-hmm. I remember being like kind of similar, kind of no fats, no femmes. Right. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was an awful person when I first came out. I was very much like I want a mask lesbian. I do not want them to be like this overly butch lesbian, but I don't mm-hmm. want them to be femme because that's not what I'm attracted to. And now I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, but I walk into that going, this is what I'm expected to love, which yeah. is a skinny, muscular mask, tatted, snapback bitch. Yeah. You know, and so now I'm like, I mean, I got my snapback bitch, but, and she's tatted <laughs> and she's a lesbian. Her and I constantly deal with our own body dysmorphia. Like something that her and I have recently started doing is we've stopped editing our photos except for the lighting. Mm-hmm. We used to edit our chins away. We used to make our waist smaller. I used to thin out my legs and mm-hmm. remove my cellulite. And if you look through my Instagram, I used to be skinny, 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 skinny. And then it was normal body proportions. What are they going to yeah. do? See me in person and all my photos and be like, that's not right. Right. And so something that's helped me at least just kind of guiding myself is like trying to channel my own body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. and being able to see my body the way that it naturally is. But it's like I look at myself and I go, that's a well-fed bitch. Right. And anybody that looks at me any other way, don't get me wrong, I still deal with like what are people going to look at me. Mm -hmm. But right now I kind of have the stigma of do I look gay enough to walk into Trader Joe's right now? Yeah. You know? But it's like, there's still that idea of, I see people and I was like, damn, they're hot. But are they hot or are they skinny? 
Yeah. And I, what I think is really cool, there are a lot of people on TikTok who have been doing these like series where it's like, is it a fit? Or are they just skinny? They put on – like there was someone who did Kendall Jenner's little like no pants look that mm-hmm. she's been rocking recently on a larger body. And the comments were disgusting. But and that's so – and also let's put this out there in case anybody doesn't know. Kendall Jenner also photoshops her photos. Oh, massively. And, and that leads me to a really big point of do not trust social media. Exactly. Do not trust everything you see. There is um, an Instagrammer that I follow whose name is escaping me at the moment. If I can remember, I will put it in the show notes. But she specifically shows in a singular video, this is me posed. Mm-hmm. This is me relaxed. This is what I can do with Facetune mm-hmm. to snatch in my waist. This is how I can edit a video to make my face look smaller and thinner, to make my waist look smaller, to make my cellulite go away. So she shows all of these like tricks that that these celebrities use when Mm -hmm. they're posting things and influencers as well. It all comes down to the fact that we are all different. We all have these life experiences. We all have these physical experiences. We all have different biology. Mm -hmm. And we're all in different bodies. And every single one of those bodies is beautiful. Every single one of those bodies is worthy. Mm And having a little belly, having asymmetrical face, having double chin, having a flat, there you go, having a flat ass, like all of those things do not matter and do not at all affect your worth. Exactly. Nobody's opinion matters but your own. Exactly. I had another tidbit from Margot Q on Medium. So it said, queerness is at the heart of rejecting cis-heteronormative patriarchal notions of what is a, quote, right body, a, quote, good body, or a, quote, correct body. Ask any fat queer person if they felt discriminated against within the queer community as a result of their weight and the answers will speak for themselves. Wow. So- As we kind of hopefully move away from that world of this thin, white exclusivity into actual inclusivity of different body sizes, of Mm -hmm. races, of identities, then I think it broadens that sphere of what body positivity, what body inclusion really means. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, it will allow us to heal from our internalized fat phobia. But it is your job to live in a way that exhibits what you believe that means treating people equally treating people who are in larger bodies the same way you you treat people who are in smaller bodies that means that when sam smith comes out on a stage and is wearing something that harry styles has worn a million times before you don't say oh my god that's disgusting you look at it for what it is a really fucking cool outfit during a really fucking cool performance Exactly. And especially like we don't want to look at somebody like Harry Styles as a sex icon Mm -hmm. and then look at Sam Smith who literally is mirrored. They mirror each other in their style. Yeah. It is absolutely bananas. But at the end of the day, be a good person. Don't judge people based on their body. And also if someone is in a larger body, don't automatically assume that they don't take care of themselves because that's just shitty. Let's just stop with the automatic assumptions about bodies in general. Yes. You know, if you see somebody in green hair and you go, oh my God, that's dope hair. That's an automatic assumption right there that that hair is dope. But if you look at somebody and you have an automatic That's like a positive assumption. That's true. I would say let's stop the negative assumptions. Because if I, like if someone with green hair walks by and you think, ooh, that person's mentally unwell because they dyed their hair green, that is wrong. You know, Jerry said that to me. When I told him I had blue hair prior to dating him when I had shaved it. Jerry can honestly, I was going to say something really mean, 
but he could just like fall into a very deep hole. See, I wish. No Can you fall into a well? I really wish he would. It would be nice because that's he wouldn't necessarily get hurt because there's water at the bottom and he'll just like splash. But he might get splash. stuck down there. I'm saying, don't be a fucking Jerry. Don't be a Jerry. Honestly, like not being a Jerry has come into almost every single one of our episodes. Sorry. And no, I think that's a good thing because I think that we're basically telling you like there are people out there who are awful. So let's just do our best to not be like them. So I know that we've been on absolutely several tangents. Is there anything that we wanted to add about fat phobia in the queer community? No, I really feel good about what we've talked about and how we've covered this topic i would love to hear from our audience of what they think if they would like us to expand upon this topic then just let us know you can always reach out to us um on our email which is subqueers at gmail.com or you can reach out via dm on instagram which is also at subqueers s-u-p-q-u-e-e-r-s um and we are also on tiktok and twitter but we really don't use them a whole lot and we do not have a facebook page so i feel like we need to make a facebook page we probably should i feel like once we hit 300 followers on instagram Mm -hmm. i'll make us a facebook page i think we're at 260 something now yeah so in addition to that um if you really like our podcast and you want us to keep podcasting it would be amazing if you could give us a review on spotify or apple podcasts those are the two platforms that do the most for uh little old us you can also review us on amazon music um they also do a lot for our little following and to spread our little words to a lot of other people um other than that do you have anything to add uh we'll probably be posting more topics that we're going to talk about and want to discuss with you guys on our instagram stories Mm -hmm. so keep those in mind and be sure to like and comment let us know who's listening let us know where you're from because you know we i can see the stats but i want to know the people that are coming from all of these different countries all over the world we're you know Fucking watch out, Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, here we come. <laughs> but it's, yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. So keep in mind that we're going to be posting um, some more topic ideas. And we just kind of want to hear from you guys. No topic is off the table. No mm-hmm. comment is off the table. We want your criticism. We want your advice. We want to hear what you're going through because this podcast is about you. Yes. So, I mean, without further ado, just we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, so stay tuned and come back for our next episode to find out what's up. Bye, guys. Bye.